Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Hey, good day to you. This is Brad Zockel, and this is the Questions About Heaven podcast. We go through the scriptures, whether it's Revelation or Colossians or the prophecies in Isaiah, all over the Bible, look at prophecies, look at predictions, look at the words of Jesus, and we learn about heaven, where we're going to be, Christian, whenever we leave this life and move into the next life. And so today's question is a real good one. been asked this a number of times, and I want to take a few minutes and share this with you. Will I still be me in heaven? There are a number of times that there have been uh, Christians that have come and approached me and asked me about individuality in heaven. They have been taught that maybe we go and we rest eternally. We are all monochromatic in color. We are all automaton in nature. And we are disembodied spirits, maybe something like that, where there's no individuality. And I would like to take you on a stroll through the scriptures and show you without a shadow of a doubt that you will be more you in heaven than you are now. Yes, you will retain your individuality. And might I say this, and when we look at Revelation chapter 22 and verse 3, and it says that the curse is gone, you'll be you in heaven without all the bad stuff, without the curse. You won't have fatigue or selfishness, pride, uh, impatience, illness, headaches, uh, injury, anything along that line, but you'll still be you. So let's take a look at the scriptures here and take a look at some of the texts that give us this wonderful promise that we will keep our individuality in heaven. I want to first start off with this. God likes to be called Father. You see this through the scriptures. We have this family theme all through the scriptures. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, when we're absent from this body, we're going home. Do you realize among the major faiths, Christianity is unique in saying we're going home? We're going to be with God the Father. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 2, it says, God is our Father, Christian. And you see it repeated. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 1, God the Father. Titus tells us, God the Father. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 10 says that we are his children. We're the children of God. As a matter of fact, we get a powerful verse in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. I mean, this is individual. This is family. We're called brothers and sisters in Christ. We are his children. He is our Father. We're going home. And so I see the first thing is, if God wants us to recognize the fact that we're going home, he's telling us that we're going to be loved as individuals, and this will be a family atmosphere as individuals. You see this. In the prodigal son story, think about it. The one has wandered off, but the father stands there and waits for the one to make a decision to come home, to come home. And he goes out and embraces that individual. He doesn't go out and run through a fog or a mist. He embraces the individual, takes that forgiveness claim, the repentant one, 
brings him back and feasts because of him. That reminds me of Zechariah chapter 3 and verse 17, where it says the Lord will sing over us. And the exhortation all through that chapter in Zephaniah is that we should rejoice. Zephaniah 3, 17, that he will sing over us as well. Now, I want you to see that, first of all, in the resurrected body, Jesus was recognized as his individuality, in his individuality. John chapter 21 and verse 7, John himself says, it's the Lord, and Jesus is in his resurrected body. Could we say this? His heavenly body. He's recognized that way. We see that in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 15, that it talks about this one book that gives proof of entrance into heaven, gives the signification of those that are in heaven, and it's called the Lamb's Book of Life. Now, we don't know a whole lot about it except for this. The names of those who are the residents of heaven are recorded in there. Listen carefully. The individual names of those who are in heaven are recorded there. The names of those who are in heaven are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, Revelation chapter 20 and verse 15. As a matter of fact, we get a list of those currently in heaven. If you go over to Hebrews chapter 11, you'll see a, a long list. You know, you have Abraham, Sarah, Rahab, Moses, Joseph. You can go on. And it's talking about residents of heaven right now and what they had done and their display of faith. So not only who they are by name, but also who they are by character. Continue on. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 11, out of Jesus' own mouth, he talks about those that you'll sit down beside when you go to feast in heaven. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. And I'll remind you, as I reminded you before, they're related. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, father, son, grandson. Oh, yeah. We will be recognized and we will recognize. Paul says this, I will be known even as I know. And when we get to heaven, that fellowship, that celebration that we see in Revelation chapter 7 and verse 9, you can't count the number, but you can count them individually as represented by their culture, it says in Revelation 7, 9, by the people groups, by their nations, by their tongues, all of those things keep telling you. We're recognized as being diverse and yet unified, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 10 says. We're all brought together under Christ in that. Now, I want you to think about this. When you go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and you look at verse 10, you see there is a special designation for the reward time. Now, as I told you before, Revelation chapter 22 and verse 12, the Lord himself says, I'm coming, I'm bringing my reward with me. And we've talked about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 in the first five verses on how as you're faithful for what been, you've been given in this life, how faithful you are, you're going to be rewarded in that in heaven. doesn't matter what the uh, world sees as it being you know, uh, in, in size. As a matter of fact, it says no one has the right to judge you. You don't even judge you. If you are put out into a rural place in this world or you're smack in the inner city or you are rich or you are poor, the Bible emphasizes you're rewarded based on your faithfulness for what was given to you. And it does say in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 5, every Christian will receive praise. All right, and then we talked about this in Matthew chapter 10, verse 42, that you will receive reward even if you give as little as a cup of cold water, but you're giving it in the cause of Christ, 
in faithfulness, in love, and you will be rewarded. Luke 14, 14, even if you don't get recompensed here on earth, the Lord will reward you. Okay, so you've got that down. Now listen very carefully. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. It's called the Bema seat. If you want to transliterate it into English from the Greek, it's B-E-M-A, the Bema seat. It means the elevated seat. And it's recognized by the reader at that time. Paul's talking about that reward seat and the sporting events. The elevated seat is where they hand up the reward, the, the laurel wreaths, the monies, the different prizes for the, uh, the, the athletes who have excelled. No one gets punished there. They're rewarded. So listen to what we're talking about. When you go to that reward seat, you will then, as it says, be given rewards based on what you've done in earth. When you see that passage, if you're not an individual in heaven, if you are not you in heaven, how will you be judged by what you've done on earth? How will you be recognized for the talents you've been given? How will you be rewarded unless you were an individual? Think about it now. Indeed, we are recognized as his children. And Jesus says in John chapter 14, he's making dwelling places for us, not concepts. But John 14, I'm going to my father's house. There are many dwelling places, and I'm going to finish them up. I'm going to prepare them. When I finish them, I'm going to come and get you so that you can be where I am. Boy, we have a treasure trove of all kinds of scriptures, individual, uh, emphasizing the individuals in heaven. And that's the one joyous thing. The one thing the Christian faith uh, does that stands out unique in many cases among the other religions is that you will be you in heaven. But the nice thing is, Revelation chapter 22 and verse 3 says, the curse is gone, so you'll be you without the bad stuff. In both ways, sin won't have control of you, Neither will illness. Revelation 21.4, you're not going to die. You're not going to cry. God himself, think about it now, in that passage, God will wipe away every tear. If you're not an individual, why would there be individual tears to be wiped away? Okay, there's a lot to think about here and a lot of scripture here. Hope this helped you. This is Brad here in Questions About Heaven. Thank you so much for listening. We'll hit another question in our next podcast. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.